0: Hello, this is Roger Schaus, and this is Jumpstart Rewind. This is part of our Heaven Bound podcast family. We welcome all of our listeners to a new year of podcasts. This month, we're going to be looking at jumpstarts written from the book of Job. Job. Job chapter one, verse five. When the days of feasting had completed their cycle, Job would send and consecrate them, rising up early and offering burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, perhaps my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job did... Continually, Job is an amazing person, a spiritual giant, and an enormous example for all of us. The very name Job brings to our mind suffering. Folks will say, well, at least what I'm going through is not as bad as what Job went through. And we understand. No one wants to walk where Job did. His suffering, his debates with his friends, the challenging questions from God, it's all a journey of faith and trust in the Lord. What we often do not think about with Job is his example as a spiritual father, Our verse today illustrates the great love that Job had for his children and his God. I want you to notice several things. First, Job understood his children. He said, perhaps my sons have sinned and cursed God. He knew that this was a possibility. Maybe he knew from his own past, but an honest evaluation. He didn't think, as too many parents do, my kids would never do that. Yeah, they may have. It's possible. It's disturbing to watch on the news about some young person being arrested for murder. And there stands his mother in tears declaring, he is a good boy. Really? Good people do not kill others. Maybe that parent is in denial. Maybe that parent simply does not know their child. Secondly, Job understood the seriousness of what might have been done. He didn't excuse it by saying they were celebrating and kids will be kids. He recognized that they may have sinned. They may have even cursed God's name, and all of that was wrong. Third, Job was concerned about the spiritual well-being of his children. Job says nothing about the fun times the celebration brought. He didn't say anything that he was glad that his kids got together. His concern was about the relationship with the Lord. Job offered burnt offerings for each of them. This was a form of a sin offering. If the sons sinned, Job wanted to make it right with the Lord. He wanted his sons to be right with God. What a thought for all of us dads today. We want our sons to go to college, throw ball, get a good job, marry well, have kids, and get off our payroll. How about finding a good congregation and all that? How about growing spiritually and all that? How about being active with with both a congregation and the Lord? Do we excuse things by saying, well, they're in college now? We say it's important that they get good grades and get a good degree. So we send them off to a place where there is no congregation or one that is not going to help them. And four years later, their faith is dead, and they no longer have time for God. Not Job, not this dad. He was concerned about his grown children. They all had houses of their own. They were all on their own. Yet the prayers and concerns and intervention by Job did not cease. All this makes us ask, How are your kids doing spiritually? With you out of the picture, would they want to continue to worship God? Would they know how to make the right moral choices? Do you even know? Fourth, Job went to great length and expense to help his children spiritually. The passage says that he offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. He had seven sons and three daughters. That's a lot of burnt offerings. That's a lot of slaughter, blood, and sacrifices. That's a lot of trouble. Job didn't just drop him off at the local VBS and go on his way. Do you see the effort he put into his children's spiritual lives? Knowing Job as well as we know him, one would expect Job that he said prayers and had devotions and praised God with his children when they were growing up. God was a regular part of their lives. This is expected of one who fears God, is upright, and turns away from evil as Job is described to us. Dads, have you sat down with your children and showed them how the Bible all fits together as a unit of God's message? Have you explained with the Bible in their hands what the books of the Bible are all about? Have you practiced memorizing the names of the books of the Bible with your children? Have you invested yourself in helping your children grow spiritually? Number five, Job did these things continually. This wasn't a one-time thing. He didn't feel the pressure from the preacher's sermon and for one week do things, but then stop. He did this continually. This was his practice. He was involved in the spiritual lives of his grown children. This is the thought for us. How's your grown child doing spiritually? Do they worship the Lord weekly? Do they remember the death of Jesus? Are they walking with the Lord? Do you know? Do you ask? Do you have a spiritual conversation about the Bible, church, and growth? Are your sons working on becoming deacons and future elders? Is that a conversation that you've had? Continually, Job was offering sacrifices for his sons. How did Job get anything else done when he was continually offering sacrifices for his children? Maybe his priorities were different than ours. Maybe he put God and his children before other things. Maybe he just made time for these things by seeing the great value in this. Continually, are you offering prayers for your sons? Six, all of this helped Job stay with the Lord. It's hard to be busy doing spiritual things for others if it is not a help for you as well. Job's sacrifices must have drawn himself closer to the Lord. It would make him thankful for grace and forgiveness. It would make him look at his own heart. Job's love for the Lord and his love for his children intersected. At the center of these two loves was a man who deeply cared for what is right. The Lord was right. Job and his children to be right. And finally, these burnt offerings and prayers that Job offered to his children did not spare their lives. A violent storm crushed all of them. They all died, 10 fresh graves on the hillside. No more burnt offerings for them, no more prayers for their well-being. It's easy to think, well, then what's the point? Job did all these things and God didn't protect his kids. Why worship if your kids are not going to be safe in God's hands? Why all those burnt offerings if God wasn't there for them? Why? The answer is that is the point a man wants to die. The answer is that this is not heaven. The answer is that Satan was testing Job. The answer is that God doesn't owe us a long life, a good life, or not even an easy life. The answer is that what Job did was right. Were those 10 grown children saved? Will they be in heaven? That's known only to God. Doing what is right spiritually will help. Not, will not keep the pain, the trials, or the trouble from your doorstep. We don't worship God so we can get what we want. That's the way Satan saw things. From what he saw, the only reason Job had to do anything with God was because of the blessings God sent to him. We worship God because he is God. We don't worship to get a better life. We don't follow the Lord so we'll have a smile on our faces. With 10 new graves, Job still worshiped God. That is a tribute to his character and his faith. Many would have walked away from God at that point. Not Job. Men would have shaken their fists at God in anger. Not Job. God blessed him with that family. Now they were gone, yet Job still had his Lord. Job the father. I wonder if our families and our churches would be better if more dads were connected and engaged with their children spiritually as Job was. Something for all of us to think about. Something for all of us to work on.